from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The NFL is trying to find out what to do following the suspension of Monday night's game between the Bengals and the Bills. As Jillio pointed out, it was a very hyped game for a variety of reasons. Two Super Bowl contenders right before the end of the year, jockeying for playoff position, division titles, etc. It looks like the NFL has some semblance of a plan for Week 18. Both the Bengals and the Bills will be playing their Week 18 matchups with no change. Uh, you've got the Bills and the Patriots. You've got the Bengals and the Ravens. So those games will kick off as scheduled. What are they going to do with the Monday night suspension? I'm at the point now where that game doesn't need to be played, even if some folks might be screaming about playoff implications and seeding implications. You can find other ways to seed and determine your conference order based on any number of metrics that are available to you. We have enough data points, as Julia pointed out, Sands won. But the the Hamlin cardiac arrest that we all watched on Monday Night Football has had some ripple effects in how we talk about things, including how we usually process the talking head shows. I mean, I say that knowing that we are talking heads in a way on sports talk radio. But there's a different level of talk that happens on the first takes and undisputed of the world and Skip Bayless. We'll, we'll kind of talk about how even the reaction to a Skip Bayless tweet that I didn't find all that crazy has really been an example of how just about everything regarding how we talk about football has changed based on what we saw Monday night. But let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the door, uh. All right, first one comes from Triangle Sports Ball. Hey, Joe, are we really about to extend Darnold? <laughs> that's not real, is it? Uh, that's a real question. You know I use real no, questions. No, no, no. I meant, like, has that been reported that Sam Darnold's it's, going to get a contract it's, extension? It's, right now, it is a – I think that's a facetious way of asking if Sam Darnold has a future with the Carolina Panthers. Look, on yesterday's show in – setting up a discussion about Steve Wilkes, I went on a little bit of a tangent regarding Sam Darnold. And my overall point with Sam Darnold and his future with the Carolina Panthers is if you're looking at him playing a handful of good games as some sort of indicator that, hey, maybe this is the real Sam Darnold, I would suggest that you go outside and touch grass. Stop it. This is not healthy behavior. We have enough data on Sam Darnold. Look at his, I get it. Oh, it's Adam Gase. It was a bad organization. There's this, there's that. You can still understand good quarterbacks on bad teams or good quarterbacks in bad situations. Sam Darnold does not elevate to that level. Sam Darnold is essentially a replacement level quarterback. If you want to treat Sam Darnold as the Teddy Bridgewater of three years ago, where you give him a replacement level contract, understanding he's the bridge to the next guy, whoever that might be. Okay, I'm here for that conversation. I, I see where you're coming from on that. I might say blow it all up, but like, okay, I'm with you on that. But there is some sort of like, he's played well. He's done this. He had three turnovers. Okay, you want to point out that not all of those turnovers were on him. Two of them were. Two of them were. The interception in that situation, you can't do. And in the fumble... Come on, man. Awareness, fall on it, too. We ripped Cam Newton for not falling on a, on a fumble in the Super Bowl. So yeah. come on now. I, I Sometimes I get the sense that you're not really from a small town. 
No, right. I'm not. So the town I'm from, there are a lot of generations, and mine's probably the last one, where they felt like if I don't marry somebody from Ringwood. <laughs> I am just not going to get married because, like, that's what my parents did. Oh, they, not my parents, but like all these other people I went to school with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's big Panther energy to me. Like, if we don't lock up Sam Darnold, there are no other options out there. It's like, no, 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 guys, just, yeah. just gotta, you just gotta step out of your comfort zone just a little bit, get out there in a free agency. It's a big, bad world out there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't end up marrying Cindy Davidson, it's going to be all right. You know, you, there'll be other fish in the sea. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's not how it was when I grew up in Boca Raton. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a little bit different for you. It's certainly it's certainly a little bit different around here. Would well hold on a second. Is would like ITB marriages count as like a small town thing? Probably. Or if is there's that enough status. If, if there's enough Broughton inter Broughton mixing that goes mingling that goes along. Okay. We'd have to ask uh, Brinson or Chip or gotcha. some others about those. I'm, True I'm not versed enough. I'm not. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as as long as I live in Raleigh, I'm never. Gonna no, but there's legitimately like school. generations in northern New Jersey where you're like, oh, well, I, I married so and so from class of '84. Like, of course you did. It, but look, my overall point with Sam Darnold is, if you're trying to drum him up to be somebody that he's not, that's it. That's on you. There's enough data on Sam Darnold to understand what he is. And I'm sorry that, uh, to me, you talk about how it's a marriage thing. To me, it's almost average people gravitate to other average people. And it's like, well, hey, wait a minute. He's done an okay job. It's almost like you're projecting with Sam Darnold. We're like, I do an okay job, too. Like, that's good. But these jobs are different, okay? These are completely different jobs. You 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 can have an entire career where you're in your cubicle, do your nine to five, and have a long have a long life. That's not what quarterback is. There's only 32 of these in a starting role. 32 of them. You cannot miss on this. Just look at what's going on with Washington. Do you know how many quarterbacks Ron Rivera has gone through with the Washington football whatever? He's had three different names for the for the for the for the football team too. Only because you told me. Eight. Eight. Sam Darnold's going to start this weekend, which is great. That's awesome. Sam, how? For, I'm you've, sorry. You've done that so many times in the last two years. Yeah! I know I have. Sam Howell, my bad. Ravanos. I, I screw up all the time. I'm terrible with names. So, Sam Howell's going to start for the Washington Commanders, which I wondered this preseason how long it was going to take for him to actually get a start. I didn't realize it would take until the end of the season, but here we are. Well, you didn't factor Taylor Heineke, you know, kind of coming on and leading the win streak that he did. Eight different quarterbacks in three seasons for Ron Rivera. You don't keep a job that way, man. No. Then again, I don't think Ron Rivera wants to keep that job, given all the things that go on in Washington. Next up. Whoa. From Ben, hey, Joe, have you ordered a Mike Lennon Dolphins jersey for your dad yet? Speaking (laughs) of quarterback news, yeah, you're – your boy, pack therapy co-host, Mike Lennon, <laughs> signed with the Miami Dolphins today. Yeah, was it uh, Tua Tagovailoa and uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Not quite there yet, so he's got signed to the practice squad. Yeah, he actually, I texted him this morning, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, please tell Adam that's why I couldn't go on a show yesterday." Ah, and so I showed Adam the text, and he was like, "Oh, okay, okay. that makes total sense. Makes total sense." Mike, uh, Mike McDaniel, the head, speaking of names, I screw up all the time. I called him Mike McCarthy yesterday. My bad. Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, when he was asked, you know, why, you know, Glennon, things like that, his joke response was, first name's Mike, so he's got that going for him. Next up. Yeah! All right, from Mac. Hey, Joe, what are you looking forward to more? Georgia versus TCU or Red Panda performing at PNC Arena? Oh, Red Panda. 
Always Red Panda. I love Red Panda. The goat. Chili was out here making a face. What? Are you not impressed with Red Panda? Are you one of these people that's not impressed with Red Panda? I'm not a Red Panda truther by any means. You mean a truther? But a she's lost a lot on the fastball. She has lost a little bit of the fastball. I'm not going to deny. B that. I just never understood the like race to Twitter to be like Red Panda's here. I'm one of those people. She's going to throw a ball. She's going to catch it. She's not throwing a the, ball. The music is going to be very annoying. Yes. Wash. Rinse, repeat. Dude, she's throw- she's chucking eight bowls into the air while on a unicycle, and they land on her head. How are you not impressed? The by only that? thing interesting about Red Panda was the time that somebody stole the unicycle. <laughs> that was drama. That was drama. <laughs> I just have an origin story for Red Panda. That's probably something akin to my girl ScarJo on the uh, what's her name? Black Widow. Black Widow. Like, I can just imagine, like, you know, being enslaved and throwing balls at coming out of the wound. And, it's and a, I just, I don't. I, I it's just, a skill. I can't do it's it. A, it's, a, it's a performance skill. It's really impressive. As, as it will be your performative art when you run to Twitter tonight. Oh, the goat's here. Oh, my God. Now I'm too far away. I'll be stuck upstairs to really yeah. get any good video no, of no, Red Panda. No. You'll be up there You're with not. me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's been, a, it's been an interesting couple of days, uh, Post Monday Night Football, and what happened after Demar Hamlin uh, had a cardiac arrest on the football field while we were all watching, and in real time, we're all one. We were all confused. The ESPN broadcast was confused, and people were tweeting through it. One of the tweets that gained a lot of traction and people got very upset by was from Skip Bayless, a host of Undisputed. Skip Bayless has a long history of saying really problematic things in the world of sports. I, I don't think I have to explain that part. But what he tweeted at 9.30 on Monday night, I didn't find all that off. He said, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. That's true, which he continued, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Also true. All of that stuff was irrelevant. I didn't find anything off about it. He said worse stuff. But maybe that's the problem. He said worse stuff. And today on Undisputed, Shannon Sharp, his co-host, uh, was having an opportunity to speak on what happened with Damar Hamlin, and he referenced the tweet, and Skip did not appreciate this. I will say this. In watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to Damar Hamlin struck me a little different. Um, as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear. But I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily, and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something, and although I disagree with the tweet, uh, and and uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, yes- time out, time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay. I stand by okay. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me- All right, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. Let's go, Jen. 
Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back, Skip. Well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I, I, I was going to bring up. No, no I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where <sighs> DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into okay. your, not get into your, uh, uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No. Clearly, the bosses wanted you to offer explanations, so clearly somebody No, they did not have... The, nobody... Let's go, Jay. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, he's the content director for Barrett Sports Media, D Dimitri Ravanos. Uh, you just heard oh, the clip. Oh, very good. I, I tried, tried. We just heard the clip of, uh, of Skip and Shannon, where Shannon Sharp is clearly over Skip um, right now. Skip Bayless. <laughs> yeah. Or is he? You wrote about this on Barrett Sports Media, and you and I have texted about this, and this is yet another angle to what happened uh, with Hamlin in that this has affected people in such a way that how we typically go about things isn't working, and it seems to have really broken Skip Bayless this week for a tweet that I didn't find all that offensive, but clearly people have their issues with Skip, and they used it as a chance to jump on him, and he does not know how to react. Yeah, I, I wrote about this uh, on Wednesday is I agree with you. I think in the in the bubble of the moment, it was easy to think, oh, look at this, you know, bleep head. Um, he is more <laughs> concerned about finishing a football game than he is uh, about the health of the guy that literally just died on the field. But I think that's wrapped up in the emotions we were all feeling in the moment. I think the further you get away, you look at skip bayless's tweet and it's clear to me anyway that what he was saying was i can't imagine finishing this game but that is somebody's job to figure this out and it just doesn't matter i, I think it's clear what his intention was but what to your point about what is broken skip what i think skip has never really understood is when you are the face of the hot take industry so to mm -hmm. speak people don't view individual instances on their own right like the reason that skip got such a strong reaction is because it is the same guy that said mike mccarthy is too fat to coach the dallas cowboys it is the same guy that said dak prescott crying over his brother's suicide makes him an ineffective leader in yeah. an nfl locker room it is the same guy that just last month screamed at shannon sharp that his nfl career wasn't good enough because it was some weird fanboy support of a guy that wouldn't spit on Skip Bayless if he were on fire. <laughs> I think we broke Jillian. Well, oh, I, <laughs> I was actually prepared to ask a question, and then you're right. I, I got sidetracked. The thing about Skip Bayless to me, Dimitri, is he's a con. And there's a lot of, and, and I respect the hustle. Please don't don't take this the wrong way. And I'm hesitant to even do this segment about him because I just don't care about Skip Bayless and what he does. And, and I feel like what Shannon Sharp is doing now is performative, right? Mm. And, and I mean, what is he really upset about? What is Shannon Sharp truly upset about at this point? Professionalism at this point. But I, again, I, I it think, gets back to I the think... point of the tweet and the message. And it's like, yeah, well, the, the tweet actually wasn't all that bad. There are my point. There are many reasons to not like Skip Bayless. He is a con, okay? The whole thing with Troy Aikman, you didn't even mention his greatest hit, you know? Right. Uh, you know insinuating uh, that Troy Insinuating and flat out saying that he was gay when it's not the case. So, it, to me, 
There are many reasons I, I'm to not sorry, like. Julio, I was only working within the context of what happened literally in the yes. last year. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I forgive you for for overlooking his greatest hit, if you will. To me, there's a lot of reasons not to like Skip Bayless. Let's just put it that yeah. way. This is not one of them to me, though. So, you know, I'm letting you in behind the show when he said, oh, we're going to talk about Skip Bayless. And I'm just kind of like. Okay. Well, the reason cool. the reason the reason why I wanted to talk to Dimitri, uh, who's joining us, he's the content director for Barrett Sports Media. It is your job to analyze our business. It's it's as simple yeah. as that. And I'm trying to bring a conversation that you and I usually have over beers into the air, so people understand what's going on here. And I am curious, what is the usefulness of these shows now that we're in 2023? I have a working pet theory that a lot of these shows that exist on Fox Sports 1, that exist on ESPN, are only subsidized by the relationships they have with the leagues that they broadcast, and that the only thing that's ultimately keeping them on the air is something has to be on at the bar. Something has to be on at the airport. Something has to be on while you're at the gym, staring into this closed captioning while you're on the treadmill, and that nobody really watches these shows. They're just on in the background and that as we get into a more non-linear world of television, I'm not sure how long these shows have it's in cable, the grand scheme of things. It's cable furniture. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I wish I could remember who it was that uh, described PTI as the longest running show America um, uh, uh, experiences exclusively in airport bars. Uh, <laughs> right. I, 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 think that, uh, I think that your point is an interesting one. Obviously... Look, the reason you guys have a show on 99.9, the reason any show is on anywhere is to sell the advertising space, right? Yes. I think if you go all the way back to uh, 2001, um, I think it is fair to say Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon proved that this formula, it is capable to build a rapport with an audience and create loyalty. I think mm -hmm. that is fair. I do think that the... Uh, landscape is oversaturated at this point. I, I made the point in the column that I wrote that, you know, part of the disconnect for Skip Bayless now, or part of the, I think what has made the performance so over the top at this point is he put himself behind the eight ball. Yes. FS1 is paying him way more than he was ever going to make at ESPN, but undisputed doesn't get as many viewers as first take. And as a result of everything that comes with being on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith gets to be part of the NBA. He gets to have a late-night talk show on ESPN+. Plus. Those opportunities are never going to be there for Skip Bayless because Fox is not interested uh, in the digital expansion uh, that other networks have been. You know, whether or not that's a, that's a good idea is a debate yeah. for a different day. Whether or not uh, there is place for these shows as we progress, you know, I, I do think that you can say something very similar about these shows that I have said to our friends that work in music radio before, uh, you know, when, when I ask them, what the hell is the point of your job? Um, you know, they, they like to remind me that we take for granted that everybody has Spotify. I think we take for granted that uh, so many people are making the move to a digital uh, on-demand world when it comes to video entertainment. That's not to discount the number of people that are, 
But mm-hmm. I, I do think that there is going to be a place for linear television, and it gets back to your original point. Joe, something's got to be on. Yeah, look, I mean, I know with radio, uh, it's, it's the easiest thing to listen to in your car while, you, while you're waiting to pick up your kid at the at the carpool. We dominate that carpool demographic, baby. Let's go. I get yeah. that. But but you also, you talk about the digital aspect of it. We, we also have to expand into other ways because, yes, Spotify does exist. Well, I and, certainly don't act look, like Spotify why... doesn't exist. That's why all of these shows uh, are, you know, they're, they're video shows, right? But they all have uh, availability via podcast. I yeah. mean, regardless of the network, they are all um, they are all podcasts as well. And it's what you've said a million times, Joe, is that it's it's sports radio on television. Dimitri Ravanos. Ravanos. Why not both? I got it right this it's time. It's the last one. It's the last one. Yeah, I know. It's a recurring bit now. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I like it. Dimitri, uh, content director for Barrett Sports Media. We'll close on this. Do you think that this week is it for Skip Bayless? Like this this was it. Uh, so I'm, I'm no. going to circle back on Jillio's uh, uh, assertion there. I, I don't think that Shannon Sharp is being performative. I think he's exaggerating for sure for, for okay. cameras. But I think it's clear that they do not like each other. I I think that there is something in Skip's brain that is broken that cannot recognize that the whole world is not an act and these things have real world consequences. I actually was thinking about this today after the two had their blow up. Like, you don't have to fire either of them, but clearly they can't work together anymore. Like, you've lost credibility with whatever audience you still had credibility with for that show. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even know what that is, but no, I don't think this is it for Skip Bayless. I, I do think this is probably, if not at the, over at the end of the week, I think we are on the road to the end of undisputed for sure. Okay. Okay. Dimitri, appreciate the time, man. Uh, check out his stuff, Barrett sports media. If you want to get into industry uh, discussions, cause I do think that this ties into how Hamlin, the injury and how everything played out on Monday night football has has re has rewired how we think about a lot of things. Nothing is normal in the reaction to right. this, right down to the hot take artists who usually make their bread and butter on this stuff. Even people are pushing back on that for real this time. Not just the, the classic, let me dunk on you on Twitter. Like people are legitimately upset over this. And I it's mean, been fascinating to see. On Sunday morning, we are going to have guys openly talking on NFL pregame shows, but whether it's the morning or, or the evening show on NBC, we're going to have guys openly talking about the reality that we are watching guys put their lives on the line for mm-hmm. our entertainment. And, and I think we've all known this subconsciously, but boy, there was never a, a more clear picture of that being true than Monday night. Dimitri, appreciate it, man.